Hello, welcome to the first episode of our series 12 Items or Less on the First Lutheran Podcast. This is Marnie Dolly Backer, and today we will be visiting with Pastor Dave Johnson, who is a pastor emeriti, I believe, at First Lutheran Church. Uh, He has served our congregation and continues to do so in a variety of ways through Bible study and occasionally preaching God's word in the pulpit. Well, today we are welcoming Pastor Dave Johnson, a former uh, full-time pastor here at First Lutheran, uh, and now he fills in and does a variety of things around the church. Um, just, I just picked him up from Bible study that he leads every Thursday morning uh, with our men, and uh, he's a wonderful guy. A lot of people know him around here, and we thought he would be a great candidate for our first podcast um, of 12 Items or Less. So welcome, Pastor Dave. Happy to have you here. Thank you. Uh, Let's start out with just talking a little bit about your family and your life. Can you just share a little bit about that with us? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, My family and my life, that's a huge uh, (laughs) order there. But uh, let's start with my life. I grew up in a little town up northwest of here called Oldham. Uh, Wonderful community, and I wouldn't trade my hometown for anything. Um, And then I I went to Augustana Academy in Canton as a sophomore and uh, really enjoyed that place as well. Played a lot of basketball there and uh, as well as football, but basketball was my favorite. Then I went to Augustana College and uh, graduated from there, and then Luther Seminary in St. Paul, and graduated from there. And then I have a, a master's degree in American intellectual history from the University of Kansas as well. Um, I got that while I was campus pastor down at uh, the University of Kansas. But uh, my first call was, was uh, in Fowler, Colorado, and then I went to uh, Lawrence, Kansas, as the campus pastor at the University of Kansas, and uh, then to Eastside Lutheran as youth pastor, and then uh, back down to the University of South Dakota, where I was uh, campus pastor again for about four years, and then on to Watertown uh, as pastor of Lutheran Church of Our Redeemer there. And then uh, finally where I retired was from Peace Lutheran here in Sioux Falls. And then I, I did some stints as interim pastor, uh, one of them at Eastside Lutheran, one of them here at First Lutheran, the longest one here. And uh, that's pretty much pretty much the story of my life. <laughs> you got around a little bit. Yeah. As far as family goes, uh, my wife's name is Glennis. She was uh, diagnosed with um, multiple sclerosis in 1985 and progressed through the usual uh, stages and uh, now is bedfast, and I'm doing my best to take care of her at home. Uh, she spent some time at uh, Good Samaritan uh, Village and also uh, later on, after a crisis uh, at the hospice, Sanford Hospice, um, 
but uh, she graduated from hospice, and now <laughs> she's been at home for a couple of years, So, and I'm doing my best to take care of her. Um, we have four children, four living children. Um, our oldest son, Greg, is a pastor at uh, Beaver Valley Lutheran, and our uh, next uh, is Kari uh, Mahold. She's uh, works over at the Center for Western Studies at Augustana, is the office manager there. Uh, then we have Peter, he's a doctor here in Sioux Falls, and uh, then Eric, our youngest, is uh, a teacher of high school biology in Bellevue, Nebraska. We have had two other children. Mark, at the age of four, was hit by a car and killed while we were in Lawrence. And Anne uh, lived only a day. She had what doctors now could cure, but at that time there was no cure for what was called hyaline membrane, hmm. common with uh, preemies. Right. So that's the story of my life. <laughs> In a nutshell. <laughs> In a nutshell, yes. <laughs> well, obviously you've spent your career as a pastor. What would you say do you think was your favorite thing about being a pastor. I mean, you're still a pastor, but... Yeah, well, just relationships with people. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly all good. But, you know, there are also some... Where you, you get crossways with with some. Uh, but, no, it's been, it's been just the people that I've been with. Sure. In the congregations and the students and campus ministry... I mean, I've I've been more blessed by them than they were by me. Mm-hmm. What would you say was the most difficult part about being a pastor? Oh, dealing dealing with uh, family situations very often, where husband and wife are at odds with one another, and maybe there's a divorce going to happen, or when kids get out of hand and. Uh, <laughs> that that phraseology probably betrays my old-fashioned opinion <laughs> about raising kids. Uh, but uh, when, when they have problems with their children, mm-hmm. I think those those bother me. What I liked the best about being a pastor was preaching. Yeah. Yeah. And you're very good at it. <laughs> oh, you're kind to say that. There would be some who would disagree with that. I don't think so. That's not <laughs> true. <laughs> For some, it's been a real sedative. <laughs> oh, well, in my role here at, um, at First Lutheran, I, I work with youth and families. And so I spend a lot of time trying to help families um, uh, be able to share faith and to share the gospel with one another at home. Like we're trying to give them tools and give them things that they can do, um, you know, to just be able to talk about their faith and and uh, and make sure that God is a presence in their life, not just on Sunday mornings or or perhaps Wednesday nights, but but throughout their their lives. Um, when you were raising your family, how do you remember sharing faith at home with one another? I think more by example than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't been a, a family that's that's um, been all that uh, outwardly religious, really. Mm-hmm. Um, devotions around the supper table were 
spotty. <laughs> I'm, this is time to confess now. <laughs> and, but I think mainly by, by the example parents set, making sure that uh, church is a part of uh, life and, and that uh, there are prayers uh, before a meal, and, um, and, and then just in the way in which you treat one another. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so when you were growing up in, in Oldham, um, and it was a, certainly a different time than it was than it is now, and I'm, I'm just guessing that perhaps things were a little bit more, you know, stoic or close to the vest. Mm-hmm. But how yeah. did your parents sort of, how do you feel your, your parents sort of brought you up in the faith and made it an important part? Again, by example, yeah. primarily. Yeah. Yeah. There was not a lot of religious conversation that went uh, on mm-hmm. in our in our household. Um, not overtly religious, or but you know, mother made sure that uh, my dad was a pastor, by the way. Okay. But it was mother primarily who was uh, the leader at home. Um, she made sure that we got our Sunday school lessons and that we. Uh, worked on confirmation and uh, things like that. And, uh, and again, by her example, by what she did in life and the way she treated us at home. Mm-hmm. I'm going off script a little here, but, um, you know, you think about those things where you, um, you know, essentially, I think you're talking about building your foundation, like that you just had this firm foundation upon which to mm-hmm. stand yeah. um, as you grew up and as you grew your family. Um, but was there what what in that do you think made you want to be a pastor? Well, I suppose partly because my dad was a pastor. Sure. And uh, I felt that that there's really nothing more important in life than one's relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So why not get in the middle of uh, of that and uh, and try to promote that as much as you can. Mm-hmm. And I felt that uh, I, I had certain gifts that would work in the ministry. Um, I think it meant a lot to me, and so I think that's why I went that direction. Neat. I felt called, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Um, well, you've maybe kind of answered this, um, but this is also a question that we talk a lot about with our confirmation students. Um, and similar to what I was talking about with families um, sharing faith at home and making a part of their everyday lives, I think sometimes it's hard for um, people who maybe don't work in ministry, you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, <laughs> um, to think in this, to think differently. Um, that maybe they don't have a life in ministry or they're not working in the ministry, but how faith plays a role in their daily life. Um, but could you maybe address that a little bit, how faith has played a role in your, you know, day-to-day life, surely the ups and the downs and, and that sort of thing? Oh, yes. I mean, it's there every day. It's uh, it's in the air you breathe. So uh, it's just a part is a part of my whole outlook on life now. And uh, it's hard to isolate how it, it, um, how it comes across because it's in all 
all moments of life where you're relying upon your trust in God and uh, God's help to, to not necessarily escape the trials of life, but to, uh, to deal with them in his grace. Yeah. So I, I just feel surrounded by grace all the time. Mm. Wonderful. What would be one of your favorite Bible uh, stories or verses, um, and why do you like it? Well, I like Romans 8, uh, and I like Luke 15. If I was forced to destroy my Bible, but I could keep two (laughs) chapters, it would be Romans 8 and Luke 15. Luke 15 tells the story of the prodigal son mm. and, uh, and also the lost coin and the lost sheep. So there's no chapter in Scripture that, uh, that uh, is more expressive of God's grace mm. and God's care. Indeed. And uh, uh, the other one, Romans 8 uh, is where Paul talks about how all things can work together for good to those who love God. It doesn't say all things are going to be good because mm-hmm. there are some really nasty things that happen in life. But that somehow, uh, given to God, these things can work out for, for good. Either you gain more hope or you gain more patience or you gain more understanding, or whatever. Wonderful. So this question might seem a little simple to you, perhaps, but I think it's a good one. What do you know about Jesus? Well, it's a good question. What <laughs> do I know about Jesus? Well, I know, you know, what the Bible records in terms of his uh, being sometimes confrontational, uh, sometimes comforting, sometimes always caring, and uh, sometimes uh, he became a problem for people, um, but obedient to the calling, to his calling, uh, obedient even unto death, as the Bible says. So uh, in terms of of what I know about Jesus, I'm thinking now of Jesus on a historical level, not so much the Christ image, but Jesus as a person, and uh, I admire him a great deal. When I think of Jesus as the Christ, well, then I, I go on to beyond admiration to worship. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, so this is a word that I've sort of struggled with over my life of, of faith. Um, and it, perhaps it's a Lutheran struggle. I'm not sure, but it's spirituality and sort of how, um, you know, sometimes when I think of spirituality, I think of these, you know, wonderful people who are very good at, you know, devotions every day and reading their Bible every day and, and, um, which I so admire, but is really probably not my personality. Um, and I think I, I don't want to speak for a lot of other people, but I feel like there's probably 
a few other people in that in that same <laughs> category. But what do you think spirituality means for us as as Lutherans or as Christians? Um, well, I'm a little bit like you. I I have not uh, gotten into that to the extent maybe I should have. Mm. But uh, uh, to me, it means cultivating the spiritual gifts that come through the Holy Spirit, primarily faith, hope, and love. Mm -hmm. Uh, Doing what you can to uh, encourage an increase of faith, hope, and love. Well, that kind of covers the spectrum of life, you know. Um, I, I think in it gets to be kind of a, a selfish pursuit sometimes, or could be, where I'm thinking more about my own, uh, the hope I give myself by cultivating these gifts more than the hope that comes from Christ. Yes. And I've never been one to be too involved in uh, the, the whole spirituality thing. Mm-hmm. I just think, Hang on to Christ, and <laughs> and uh, life will take care of itself. <laughs> That's a great answer. <laughs> um, okay, if you would uh, share a time in your life when you needed to lean heavily on your faith. Oh, it would be uh, in times of difficulty, of course. Mm-hmm. Maybe also in times of great success, if, if there's ever been anything like that, you need to remain humble. And your faith helps you in that, but I, I guess it would. I'd go back to uh, to those times of uh, real challenge, the death of a couple of children, and uh, and the sickness of loved ones. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, what would you like to be remembered for? Oh, you mean I won't always be around? <laughs> oh, you're breaking that news to me rather <laughs> abruptly. <laughs> well, I'd like to be remembered as a, as a good guy and one who, uh, who uh, in his life, style, and his message— pointed to the Lord, and uh, I think uh, one who had a certain amount of, uh, of uh, gusto in life, and uh, who accepted challenge, and relied on the Lord. Excellent. Thank you. How do you feel about grocery shopping? Oh, well, I, I'm the sole shopper for our family, so uh, I uh, I I would avoid it like the plague if I could, but I can't. Oh no, I I enjoy going to the store and running into people I know and asking for help to find this or that, and uh, yeah, you meet some nice people there too. Uh-huh. Do you really? have a grocery store of choice that you always? Attend? I usually go to Sunshine, or to <laughs> not to Sunshine, but to Hy-Vee. Okay. Yeah. 
Over used to by be, your on the west side? Be, yeah, over on the mm-hmm. west side. Okay. Uh, over on over on Marion Road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've been there many times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is there one item that you almost always find yourself getting when you go to the grocery store? Well, the basics would be bread and milk. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and then my wife likes uh, honey bunches of oats oh, for excellent. breakfast. So that's, I buy a lot of that. And then I've started eating it too. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I guess uh, hamburger. I, I'm great. <laughs> I, I make great hamburgers. And, uh, and I get pork chops and, and, uh, my meat is kind of limited to pork and beef. Mm-hmm. So there you go. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I think like as I was telling you before we started recording, like that uh, the grocery store is also a place, as you said, you run into a lot of people and a lot of ministry takes place there as well. And I would just like to thank you for your ministry, not only um, with us here today, but just as you have shared with us so many times at First Lutheran. It's a gift to have you with us. So thank you for being here today. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today on our first episode of uh, 12 Items or Less. We hope you'll join us again for our next episode coming soon. Thank you and God's peace to you.